Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Joined by Greg Ducharme, I'm Rick Gaiman, and we are doing it, bud. How about this? A big, long, full day of golf, and my God, our leaderboard for the Masters is shaping up. There are so many storylines. There's so much to get into, and at the end, of, in this afternoon, in the last couple of hours, it the tournament just it changed completely, thanks to Scotty Scheffler. Of course, um, you know, you're, he get he got to six under and I was kind of waiting for the, you know, a, a bogey. He got back to five. It was playing so tough and he never let up. He just kept on going. And that's how you end up with a five shot lead. Yeah, if you are looking to follow along with the action, you need the streaming coverage. Make sure you head over to CBSSports.com or the CBS Sports app over there. We've got featured group coverage, Amen Corner with a voice that, should sound very familiar in Mark Immelman. Holes 15 and 16, so you can check out those aces. Huh, huh, huh. Stuart Sink had himself one at 16 today. Stream it all for free in the United States. And on Saturday and Sunday, that's where you will find the afternoon network simulcast starting at 3 Eastern. Greg, we're going to get into all the risers and fallers. We're going to get into the weather. Tiger Woods just made the cut at the Masters. Tiger yeah. Woods just made the cut at the 2022 Masters, 14 months removed from this horrible car accident he went through. Um, it didn't start so well. A little shaky out of the gate, my friend. What he bogey? Four out of his first five? One, three, four, five. Yeah. One, three, four, and five. Makes birdie on eight, another on 10. Gives two back at 11 and 12 and gets two more birdies at 13 and 14. Um, th there was a, there was a turning point early in the round, right? I mean, this thing could have gotten away from him. when you bogey for the first five, uh, though, even for Tiger Woods, I imagine the world starts spinning pretty quickly. Well, it wasn't getting any easier out there. You know, the, the conditions were brutal and you know, for him, you know, longevity and endurance are the, biggest things in question so the start to him where earlier in his career the start is less important now of course the first five holes are important at any point but he he, he has overcome a bad first hole many times in his career not just at at the masters but at other major championships and regular pga tour events but when you make those three bogeys in a row as well at three, four, and five, it's getting ugly. And, you know, the big talking point we had yesterday, Rick, was what is going, um, it was about his strategy through the whole golf course. And those first five holes weren't all that different. He wasn't out of position. But because of the different hole locations, those, those putts had a little more break to them. Some of them were a little more downhill. It wasn't as clearly 
he, he wasn't able to get his ball into that spot where it was straight up the hill. And those putts were uh, in round one. He did. And they were very makeable and he made them. And today, like the one at three had a lot more break to it, even though it was in make range. The one at one had a lot more break to it, even though it was in make range. And that had more to do with hole location, I believe, than his strategy. Uh, He gains 1.7 strokes on approach in round two. That's a phenomenal number. But the, the number I'm more interested in, Greg, is the quarter of a stroke that he gains off the tee. That aligns with what I saw out on the golf course, which he had a lot more just kind of free driver swings. I thought in the, in the, you know, after the first seven holes, when he started to settle down a little bit, I thought he made some much more aggressive free driver cuts. And yeah, free is a great way to describe it, Rick. Uh, it really is that he, he didn't have those wipey. Yeah. Wi- you know, he didn't have the whiff T shots. He gave it some speed. The one on nine was phenomenal. The one on, uh the one on 17 was vintage and and those are moments where it's late in the round and you're wondering, are we going to see this tired tiger woods? It was one of the top things I was watching for in this round today. And it seemed like when you watched his golf swing, he gained energy as the round went on. And when we were on our live stream earlier and he's making those bogey, he made bogey at three and bogey at four and bogey at five. So this is getting, this, this could get ugly. Because if he starts to lose steam and make some bad swings with driver, he'll miss the cut right. because he, you can only recover so many times, but he didn't, the energy level picked up. He was able to get the ball and play off the tee and, and it had some, it had some pepper behind it. It had a little bit of speed to it, which was really, really nice to see. Yeah, it really was. When the dust settled, it was a two over 74. And while that's over par, he gained strokes on the field here, Greg, because uh, on Friday, Augusta National played 2.6 strokes over par. So that's 74.6. Tiger shoots a 74, gains about a half a stroke on the field. He will enter the weekend tied for 19th. Now we'll, we'll get to the guy uh, and the reason that he's nine shots off the lead, but he's only four shots off a second. You know, it it's uh, not what I was hoping for today for him to win the tournament. But I'm so pleased with the comeback. I'm and I'm enamored with it. it. It was the comeback in general, but the comeback in today's round, a mini, a mini comeback in this story it was amazing. It, it really was. This easily could have gone the other way, but he didn't come here to play two rounds. And he showed you that. It, this is just it's remarkable. The whole thing is hard to even put into words. The amount of pain that he's dealing with to play golf is it's you, you break it down to that level and it's hard to fathom. This is what, this is the kind of pain you go through in much more dire circumstances. And, and he's doing it to play golf. And it, it feels like, I know he's doing it for him, but it feels like he's doing it for us too. And it's, it's just been an amazing story. Uh, and, and it's, you think whatever you will about the, the crash, the accident, you know, some of the mistakes that he's made, but this is why we love him so much. And and whether you give him a hard time for many of the mistakes he's made in his life, uh, as I do, I believe you got to hold your heroes to um, high standards. He makes up for his mistakes with willpower like this. Cause it's, 
it, it's just simply amazing to watch. It, it truly is. And I was a little bit worried early in the round when he made all those bogeys that we were going to get um, Tiger having to do the quick turnaround, Greg, and go out early on Saturday, which I thought would have just halted all momentum. You know, he, if he has a... Um, you know, a 10, a 10 a.m. tea time, uh, the guy's up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, getting stretched, all that stuff. He's going to get a couple more hours of rest. Thanks to the finishing. He's going to go out at 1 p.m. Group 16 with Kevin Kisner. Uh, so we've got that matchup or that pairing, excuse me. And he gets a couple extra hours of sleep, a little more time to get the body loose. I, I don't know about, uh, about, about the sleep. I, Feel he's going to be at some serious. I have no idea what this recovery process is like. I have no idea what the sleep is like, but I know the 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 pain when he finishes his round and walks off the 18th green. He doesn't go sit on the couch, kick his feet up, and relax. This is it, it, it's work. This is sun up to sundown, four days of intense work, whether it's on the golf course or in rehab for the next day or in warming up. It's constant. And and there's not enough time in the day. This is a cram. I mean, it's like cramming for a test. And if there's anybody in the world who can handle that for four days, it's him, it, which just adds to the the drama of the story, but uh, boy, wouldn't we love to see a little run, a little birdie run out of him tomorrow, charge up that leaderboard, get to four or five under and just position himself in case something happens. Yeah. Just, just be there. Just give, be in the mix. Give him a scare. Give him a little scare. See what happens. Um, I think he can do it. I'll tell you what I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm thoroughly impressed. Right. I, I've said all week long since we since we got confirmation that that Tiger was going to play. I thought he was going to make the cut and then I thought he was going to fade. I would love to be wrong. I would. I thought I actually thought he looked and you kind of mentioned this. I thought he looked a little stronger today or maybe it just wasn't as I don't know. We, maybe we just caught more of kind of like the wincing and the, um, uh, you know, like the 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 labored walk a little bit more on Thursday on, on on the coverage. Maybe we just saw it differently, but I thought he looked a little bit stronger or just not as weak or as pain in, in as much pain on Friday. Well, there were a couple moments late in the round where I thought it looked like he was in a lot of pain. Um, but, but when you watch him swing, it looked a lot stronger. I completely agree. And, and the walk, maybe we're just getting used to it. The, the lumbered walk and, and maybe that's just the way it is. He did speak about the hardware that he's got in there, how there's a limited amount of mobility. And if your foot and ankle aren't moving the way that they typically do, you're going to walk differently. So maybe there's some of that in there, but there was a, um, a speed in the golf swing that lasted a little bit longer. It, it, it lasted through the entire round today. And I was very curious to see if he would be able to do that. And he has, it's been, um, it's been amazing. Um, the, the bogeys that he made today weren't a result of a lack of speed or oomph. He wasn't at a disadvantage today from his actual golf game. And, and, And this, I mean, he could have played around like this if completely healthy. He really could have. I, I don't think the health had much to do with this, the score that he shot today at all. Uh, but his mental strength kept him in it. But he, the bogeys that he made weren't because of a lack of speed or a lack of height. It, it wasn't because of um, a lack of, of physical attribute. He just left himself some tougher putts today for par early on. 
Okay, we're going to do a little bit of a, a soft reset here because we do have a leader we need to talk about. We've got a weather uh, shakeup at the Masters on Friday that we need to talk about. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. I think Sergio Garcia uh, had the quote that summed up what it felt like to play at Augusta National on Friday, Greg. Sergio said, quote, I don't know. I don't know. To be totally honest, I felt like I played fairly well. I shot 74. I feel like I shot 86. I don't know. It just felt like I came. I just came out of 10 rounds with Canelo Alvarez is who he's referring to. So it was hard. End quote. Uh, yeah, that about sums up the conditions they had out there. It's just brutal. Uh, when you're dealing with wins like that. And I mean, I've played golf courses in in florida in really high winds like that where there's trouble looming on every side and you have to be so careful with every single shot and at augusta national it's different because it, it, it's not always water that you're worried about but when you lose the trajectory you lose the distance control or you lose your start line you're punished through slope and there were a lot of there, there were some more scorable hole locations today, but there were a lot of really tough ones too. And it it doesn't let up. You feel like you get through uh, little spurts of, of birdie holes and then you play 15, which used to be a hole that was, I mean, when Sergio won here, he hit eight iron, hit the flag stick. Um, and, and now it's a layup for a lot of guys. It, so it, it was just a relentless golf course today. Even when there were a couple of moments where hey, it's a low hole location at 16 and you can get it, but, but 17 is no, no picnic and 18 is brutal. And so I, I totally understand where Sergio is coming from. You had to be so spot on all day, especially in wind like that. And with greens that were really picking up speed. So I promise you it was difficult out there, but Scotty Scheffler made it look quite easy. Greg, a 67 uh, along with Justin Thomas. That was the round of the day. That's five under, which means he gained nearly eight shots on the field. And this was 
magnificent. The number one player in the world, three wins in his last five starts, does not appear to be stopping anytime soon. And with that 67, Greg, I can't believe I'm saying this, has opened up a five-shot lead heading into the weekend. And it's almost not surprising because he's been on such a run. How can and, it be? How can it be surprising? He's won three times his last five stars. How can I be surprised? But I am. Right. Well, but four out of six is more surprising than three out of five. And then we'll be saying, wow, is he really going to win five out of seven? Is he really right. going like when, when did you, you almost at some point, and this gets you into, it gets me into trouble all the time. At some point, it's going to stop. Right. Oh so there, there's no reason to choose against Scotty Scheffler. He's the best player in the world for a reason. And he showed it today. He drives it really well, far and high. And although there's something I want to talk about in his driving um, and really a ball striking that I think is a fascinating storyline to watch through the week. He hits his irons as high as anybody. It hits beautiful iron shot after beautiful iron shot. His short game is so sharp right now, which we saw it at the API. We saw it at the match play. We And we're seeing it here this week. And his putting is beautiful. His putting stroke is fantastic. So there's there's not really a, a noticeable hole in his game, except maybe one. He's got he's getting away with, and most of the time it doesn't matter. The modern player doesn't. I wouldn't even consider this a hole, but I think he struggles with with draw shots. Hmm. When he tries to hit draw shots, he will hit some some bizarre shots. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Rick. I'm not sure if you remember, but yeah, he hit he would hit, hit these tee shots that went like all of a sudden his ball speed comes way down and he hits a he, he's hitting drivers 320 out there and then all of a sudden he hits one 276 or two you know 289 uh, that's this little weak fade out to the right. And that happens when he tries to hit draws. You see an even more unique finish position. Like he's trying to save it with his hands and, and it, um, and, and he has a hard time with that shot. And there are a lot of draw shots at Augusta national, but it it came out at 13. I was going to ask you that. I mean, DJ, DJ got around here. Okay. Without a draw, right? I mean, does he need to hit a draw on the weekend to win here? He's, He's five clear. No, I don't think so. But what I notice is, I don't Dustin Johnson will hit three wood when he needs to hit a draw off the tee. He never hits a draw with a driver. He he never does. Uh, So that keeps him out of trouble. So the three wood, it's a little shorter. It has a little more loft and you can draw it. Um, And, and beyond the tee shots, you don't really have to hit draws. And that's why Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods have had so much success hitting fades around here. Cause once you get off the tee, the most important aspect of the golf course doesn't require a draw, but he tried to hit that draw on 13 and he hit it into such a bizarre location o- over by 14 T it, it was like he was trying to hit a draw and it faded and it got flag high right of raise the tributary to raise Creek. You don't see very many, shots you don't see very many third shots hit from there or any shot hit from there so i'm just i'm I'm watching that as we go through the week i'm wondering is he going to hit a bad tee shot at 10 because he's trying to hit a draw is he going to hit a bad tee shot at two because he's trying to hit a draw something that's going to cost him is he gonna he doesn't seem to do this which is why it's worked out he doesn't seem to over hook it 
And I'm wondering if that's in his game or if he just has a hard time turning it over and he tries to and and it and it doesn't turn over as much as he wants. And if he hits the block when he tries to draw it, I think he'll be all right. He'll just have some like a longer shot in at 10, mm-hmm. um, a longer shot in at two, maybe from a bunker. But um, I'm curious to see if we see one turn over too much. I'm going to make a couple of assumptions here. Let's just assume Scotty Scheffler wins the Masters, which is obviously a big assumption. And let's assume that he pays his caddy, Ted Scott, 10%, uh, which again, also a large uh, assumption. That would put Ted Scott like 74th on the money list this year, right? I mean, that that's how good these two have been. He'd be basically between Taylor Pendrith and Nick Watney. That, that's how much success these two have had it has been like a match made in heaven from the second they got together it's amazing it's amazing and i know he he has to have an influence um and and there's something going on with scotty's persona like the way he handles himself out there because it's it's just so calm and that's why i think he can overcome a a lack of a a draw shot off the tee He, he can overcome a just for lack of a better term, I'll call it a deficiency off the tee. Everybody has a deficiency. If this is his, he overcomes it with his calm demeanor. He never, it's like he's never out of the hole, but the beautiful thing is in watching him, he's, he's always in position. Even when he hit that bizarre shot at 13 and a strange layup at 15 or bail bail out at 15 long, right of the green. There, there's no, there's not really trouble over there. And the risk is, okay, we're going to make a, we're going to make a par or birdie. Not, we're not bringing bogey or double into play. And I, I have to think Ted Scott has plays a big role in that. Five shots clear, five shots clear with 36 to go for Scotty Scheffler. The only two golfers to make their first start as the number one player in the world at the masters. 1991 Ian Woosnam did it. Went on to win the masters. 2022, Scotty Scheffler's done it, currently leading with 36 to go. We'll see how it shakes out. The chase pack, though, forming behind. If Scotty does stumble, they're forming. A couple of big movers here on Friday. Shane Lowry, who coach told us uh, could not contend this week because he was not fit enough, (laughs) is contending. A Friday 68, uh, three under par for the championship, four under par for his rounds. He made a bogey on one, Greg. That was the only blemish. He had five birdies after that. Um, played well. Looked good. It, a beautiful round from him. And it looked like he had a lot. A- after he hold that sh- that crazy shot at 10. Yeah. Which, and that's the kind of bonus. You just, you never forget that moment. He, he started to have some real fun. and And he played... Great golf on the way in, Uh, but he he kept it simple. He hit really solid iron shots. He hit it to, he, this is what you have to do at Augusta national. I I, I said it either on the live stream or last night, but you gotta, you gotta flush it to 30 feet sometimes out here. And the, the great shot doesn't always end up close to the flag, but you have to accept it. It eliminates risk. And he was able to do that today. And then when you get a low hole location at 16, he's able to take advantage of that, able to take advantage of the par fives. Um, it, it was a really well-played round, one I was very impressed with in those conditions. And, and this is part of the reason why I, I liked him coming in. He's been doing this all year 
all year long, he's been gaining off the tee, gaining approach in the green, gaining on the on the greens with his putting. He has been rock solid all year. I'm not surprised at all to see him having a nice week. Shane Lowry will go out in the penultimate group with Sung J M. Uh, Charles Schwartzel will be with Scotty Scheffler in the final group. Schwartzel uh, posted early, Greg, a 69 from the morning wave, then kicked up his feet and said, I got a long time to wait, and I'll laugh my at all of you guys making bogeys coming in here. But this was a very kind of well-plotted-out round by a former champion. I thought he. there was a time where I thought he would be leading by the end of the day. I was um, I would have almost guaranteed it. I cannot believe somebody from the afternoon shot a 67 and got five clear. I I I would have guaranteed Schwartzel would be or three under would be the lead. I, I think the wind calmed down earlier than I expected. You, you know, there's always that evening kind of calm down. And it seemed like maybe it's just because Scotty was on such a tear, but it seemed like the trees were blowing around less. You weren't seeing the ruffling of the shirt on the second nine for those last couple groups. And Maybe that had an effect. It doesn't take anything away from Scotty's round because it was it, it was impressive if there was no wind. Um, but I, I wonder if if that had a little effect. The early and the late had a little bit of on the shoulders of the day. They had a little reprieve from that wind that Sergio Garcia got no reprieve from. Uh, but this was a uh, a hard fought round for for Charles. He. He was a long way. He he was playing shots from a, a ways back quite often, and he was hitting some very good shots. I just I, I don't think it can keep up with the Justin Thomases and the Shane Lowry's and the Scotty Schefflers, um, who are playing from kind of the area that it's designed to be played from or or it's set up to be played from. He seems like he's a little behind the eight ball with that. But it was a beautiful round today. I just I don't have great expectations going forward. Or the Hideki Matsuyamas of the world because the yeah. defending champ looked good. A Friday 69 three under. Greg, I mean, obviously coming into the week, the injury, the the couple of WDs in, in previous weeks left a lot of question marks around Hideki. The the eyeballs that I got on him, he was taking aggressive swings early and often. I thought he looks pretty fit. No, I, I mean, if you if you didn't know anything about the injury, you would never guess. Maybe yeah. we made one, one bad swing on 7T, led to a bogey. Uh, that was the only time you saw him having to create anything. Everything else was exactly the way it, it was exactly the way you would script around. If you if you looked at a yardage book and said, all right, here are the whole locations. I want to hit it here to here to here. Hideki did that all day, except number seven. Uh, T to green. That was phenomenal. A phenomenal round of golf from him. Big mover, Justin Thomas. As I mentioned, uh, along with Scotty Scheffler, shoots the round of the day, 67, which, Greg, I uh, tweeted out last night about how horrible, you know, I said JT lost, you know, two strokes or whatever it was on approach, and everybody was all fired up in the comments. I played him in DFS. He was my one and done. Rick, you're an idiot. Yada, 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 all that fun stuff. Justin Thomas uh, just recorded the second best approach round of his career, 675 rounds, gaining over five and a half strokes in the category, flies up the leaderboard, 60 spots, JT one under par for the championship T 10 heading into the weekend. It was a great round. Um, yeah, it was a great round. 
but I I watch this and you can see Augusta National the the statistics are so different than and like how you get to the statistics are so different than a normal tour event where a normal, normally if somebody loses a lot of strokes approaching the green, you would think, um, okay, well, he's not really striking it well, or he doesn't have control over his start line. You know, he's, he's not swinging well, but you can swing well at Augusta national and hit it into bad spots all day. And, and that was the theme of his Thursday round. It was bad course management. It wasn't bad swinging. He was out of he was out of position, uh, and and today he was still very aggressive, and that's why you see that spike. He was very aggressive again today, but it paid off. The second shot into fifteen is like I mean, honestly, it's a crazy shot to even try. And <laughs> Tiger, if Tiger is really giving him advice, then he's not listening. If it or it doesn't have anything to do with strategy. Because he, he's not playing the round, he could make it so much easier for himself. I'll say it that way. But if he continues to play in this style, this aggressive here, it will constantly be up and down and up and down and up and down because the, the margins are just too fine. And so there's a point where you got to start to play some smart shots. You got to start to play and put a round together that's that's wise. Don't hit driver on 13. I mean, it, it almost, I was a big JT backer this week and I was so disappointed when he pulled driver on 13 today. He, you got a great round going. There's no need to, to hit that club and try to hit that rope hook with it. Hit a three wood out there. I talked about this earlier in the week. It was a year ago, a year ago on Friday, he hit it into the Creek on the left. And then the next day on Saturday, he hit it way right into the pine trees and cost himself the tournament in one shot on one hole because you're, he's being too aggressive. So I'm, I am very curious to see the re, how JT's week goes the rest of the week. But to me, it's a, it's a razor's edge. He could go shoot 64 tomorrow or it could turn into 74 or worse. If, if this strategy continues, well, hopefully it is the 64 because uh, I, you- I agree. You, myself, the fans, and Kyle have Justin Thomas in the one and done, which with 36 to go is shaping up to be pretty good because Dustin Johnson, that's Mark's selection and Sia's selection, two under. Cam Smith, that's Coach's selection, also two under. Everybody else, Justin Thomas, one under. Uh, Jacob gets a big fat goose egg from Brooks Kepka, but we can talk about that later. Um, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to flip over to kind of the guys who fell a bit on Friday, and we are going to do that after a quick word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. And we're back. Uh, Sung J.M. is in our fallers category, Greg, but he's still tied for second three under he shot a 74 that's better than the field average i i don't have much concern sung jay did a fine job today you know he he was fine it's a, it's disappointing considering what uh what scotty scheffler did but you bogey you make bogey at 10 it's it's historically the hardest hole at the masters it, it's easy to do uh, one played extremely difficult today there were so many double bogeys there um, it, it was a difficult hole location. And so, and, and I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about Sung JM a little sloppy. I'm sure he's disappointed, but I, I would bet he's more disappointed than you and I, Rick. Uh, certainly is, uh, Cam Smith, a Friday 74. That's two over. He went out in 39, Greg. He actually got a couple of ba- or one back uh, on his second nine, a little loose with the, uh, with the driver on Friday. That's the biggest concern with him, right? I mean, he's made an amazing improvement with his irons over the last three years. Um, But the driver, I tell you, if he learns to get rid of that snap hook, he hits some... For for a top 10 player in the world, he hits more snap hooks than any of them. I I mean, most of the guys in the top 10 eliminate the the left side. They don't hit hooks. Uh, He does. And when he cleans that up, he is going to be really hard to beat because the rest of his game is great. Victor Hovland uh, is indeed going to play the weekend. He shot a Friday 76. That's four over. Had himself kind of a full day. Made a double on number one. Made an eagle on eight. He had the poor chip that unfortunately went viral. Still obviously working on that aspect of his game, especially when you can kind of get into some of those trickier situations around the greens. He is uh, very similar to JT, in my opinion, where he's to to figure out this golf course. He has the skill set to do it. He needs to start adopting that. I'm going to flush. I'm going to flush it to 30 feet, right? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the right shot. I'm going to hit it perfect. And I, I, I'm going to hit it to 30 feet. You know, the best ball striker of all time, Ben Hogan said, if arguably the best ball striker of all time, if I hit the green at number 11, I pulled it. And that, that just, that speaks to strategy. We've seen tiger woods 
twirl clubs at Augusta National and hit it to the middle of the green, right? Because it's where he's looking. And so Victor Hovland on the PGA Tour is extremely aggressive, and that works most weeks. Here, I I think he's going to have to temper that a little bit, learn to adopt a a little bit of a Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas like conservative strategy, and that will reduce his his short game struggles. I mean, Jack Nicholas was not a great chipper of the ball. And Victor Hovland can hit it well enough to contend here, and he can putt well enough to contend here. But uh, um, he plays like JT on that razor's edge a little bit too much. Group number two uh, with Min Woo Lee, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, uh, is the pairing for Saturday. That's like an all-time nice guy group. Both those guys very, very nice. nice Um, Okay, I got a list of names for you, Greg. We can go any position, any place you want here. Brooks Kepka. He's gone. Jordan Spieth, he's gone. Xander Shoffley, see you later. Bryson DeChambeau, catch you on the other side. Where do you want to go? Well, I don't think we need to go to the Bryson path. No, I, I don't think this is a surprise. Hurt. He hasn't necessarily played well before. He missed the cut. No surprise. No surprise. Um, Kepka, Kepka's surprising. Very. I, I really expected him to contend. Um, but was, I think Jordan's really the story. In yeah, the, the, the story on Kepka is how bizarre his last 27 holes were because when you go out in two under in the opening nine of a major championship, I expect Brooks Kepka to at least make the cut, and he didn't. Yeah. It wasn't even particularly close. So that's kind of the bizarre side of it. But, man, Spieth is just all over the yard. I don't know what to expect from a shot-by-shot basis, let alone a round-by-round basis. It's uh, It's so disappointing to me. I mean, you think of where he was with his ball striking last year. Um, and that, oh, there's some, something in the chat here. Brooks' new irons don't serve him well. Um, no, Brooks didn't. He switched club companies, but he played Strix on irons last year as well. Um, so I, I don't think it's the, maybe, yeah, maybe the him. golf ball. Didn't he, didn't he play him as a free agent? And then he officially he pl- signed, right? Exactly. Yeah. He played him as a free agent. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that's the, maybe the golf ball is an issue, but I think the second nine really just tricked him this time, but I want to go to speed. Yeah. Let's talk speed. Cause it, it's just, you're, you're playing great last year. The putting is what holds you back. And you go and you have a baby, which is great. But at the same time, you change your golf swing in the off season. And it just, it felt like this whole year we, we, we haven't figured out where Jordan's game is. It's like, we haven't gotten into a rhythm. We haven't, nothing settled. It's like, he's still working on stuff. And, and I don't think there's any need for that. I don't think there's any, I think it was just a, a, a poor decision to go down the the swing change route. Jordan Spieth lost 4.45 strokes on approach on Friday at the Masters, his third worst approach round of his career, nearly 800 rounds. So if you want to put probably it into- his worst at the Masters. Oh, almost. Right? Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah. yeah. Not not very good. Bad time for uh, one of those rounds to show up. Um all right, let's look at the let's look at the board here. Jacob, do we have the odds board? Because according to Justin Ray, 27 of the last 30 Masters winners were at or within four shots of the lead. Well, uh, there's only one guy that fits that criteria, Greg. His name is Scotty Scheffler. He's even money at Caesars Sportsbook. So they are saying it is Scotty versus the field. 
I understand why. I mean, do you think he's the the guy is the number one player in the world for a reason? He he's he's here because his game is complete, and it it eliminates a lot of a lot of worry for me. Um, I I think he looks really solid. I think his uh, his mindset has been great. I I don't think that he's feeling a lot of pressure at being world number one at all because a, a lot of that probably has to do with Tiger Woods playing. The story has not really been Scotty Scheffler coming in as world number one. It, it's it's been and, and Greg, it really won't even either because Tiger's going to be around on the weekend, so it, it's just going to be Tiger the whole the whole weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, I would expect Scotty with a five shot lead as num- world number one. That story to catch a little bit of steam, um, and maybe when people put that in his mind, it it affects some things. But he looks so good. What can you say? He's handled the par fives. He's he's scripted his rounds really nicely. His short game, the touch around the greens is phenomenal. Reminds me a lot of Hideki last year. Uh, and, and his putting stroke is a lot better than Hideki's. And, and then you add to that the difficult conditions that we're going to face. And I, I think that actually plays into Scotty's favor. because he, he They have a game plan right now where they are playing the right shot. If you, you go watch the tape and compare... Scotty Scheffler's tape in round one or round two to Justin Thomas's tape in round one or round two. And you'll see a, a, a big difference in strategy. And it's going to go a long way for him over the weekend. I, I think Scotty Scheffler is going to win this, but I know that's not really fun, Rick. What, what, what other odds do you like on this board? All right. Well, I tweeted this out about an hour ago. I said, you know, with five, with five shot lead, Scotty Scheffler's now even money. What side do you want? And I ran a poll. 800 votes later and counting, um, 51% want Scotty, 49% want the field. So I guess that uh, is a pretty darn good line that Caesar Sportsbook is uh, setting there. But outside of that, uh, the log jam behind Hideki, Dustin, uh, Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, all 12 to 1. JT is 14 to 1. Morikawa is 22. Sung Jay is 20. I don't know. Um, Justin Thomas well, can't have another day like he did today, right? We, I, I mean, in a way, if Scotty loses this thing, do you think, like this obviously is, wor- he's world number one. This isn't a real lead situation. But as we always do on Fridays, we rule you rule out the leader. And right. if you look at the lead as three under par, let's say for the sake of betting that Scotty Scheffler is going to have a, a really bad day and come back to the field. Um, or a really bad hole and come back to the field, which can happen here. There, there are all of a sudden guys that won over par are, are within four. Tigers within four at that point. So does that affect your strategy here, or, or is how, how much is eight yeah. under in your mind? No, I think it has to because you're right. Like if if Scotty doesn't win, it's probably not because someone tracked him down and passed him, right? Because that would force them to get to maybe. 9, 10, 11 under from where they're at right now. If Scotty doesn't win this, it's probably because he comes back to the field. And if we assume right. he comes back to the field, now everybody's live. So now, like Morikawa at, what did I say, 20 or 22? 22 to 1? Looks really good. Looks really good. Zalatoris looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that's kind of the bet you're making is it's not even is Scotty going to it's like, is he going to come back to the field? And then you and then you then the board opens up if you think that's going to happen. 
So could Scotty shoot three over over the weekend? I think that'd be a very, based on the conditions, that would be a very realistic thing. And and I think there are a lot of players who can get to five under. I, I like Zalatoris and I like Morikawa in yeah. there. I think those guys make a lot of sense. Um, and then I, I think to stick with what I said last night, Dustin Johnson played beautiful today and plays great in the wind. He could still be a factor as well. I wanted to look up... Um... I'm a I'm such a glutton for Kevin Nas. No, let me look at Kevin Nas numbers. Actually, he worked hard today, Rick. Yeah, he really did. He really did. He uh, worked hard. I just saw that fifty to one on a guy who wins more often than he should. And I was yeah. Like, Let's take a peek. Look, it'd be cra- it'd be crazy, but he is at a disadvantage out there, much like Charles Schwartzel. Um, but he he puts and chips it great. He's fun to watch. It is going to be fun to watch. There's a lot of great golf left, and uh, we are 36 holes away from uh, crowning a new Masters champion. Did you see the the moment where, um, like, the four of the top five guys on the leaderboard were past champions? So I think it was uh, yes, Schwartzel, Hideki, DJ, Willett, Willett. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Willett kind of struggled down the stretch, and somebody tweeted. Man, what did what was the secret ingredient Hideki put in the championship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. That's so right. true. That's so good. I love that. All right, Craig. I think we're done, bud. That was fun. That was fun. Really fun, Rick. All right, producer. It's gonna be Jacob. a fun weekend. Oh, for sure. Producer Jacob gets all the uh, applause for hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme is available on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.